The Compare To Podcast is part of the Spark Media Network, now available on the Edify Podcast app. Grab the Edify app in your Google Play Store or on the Apple Podcast app. You will be so glad you did. Hey, friends, Heather Creekmore here. I'm glad you're listening to the Compare To Show today. It's July. It's hot. I don't know. Maybe it's not hot where you are. Maybe it's winter where you are. I love the fact that so many people from around the world are listening to this show. So if it's winter there, I may be a little bit envious of you right now because it's hot here in Texas. But my friend, today and through this whole month of July, I'm going to be giving you hot coaching tips. Okay, that's probably totally hokey. So maybe just leave the hot word out of it. I was trying to tie it into July. But I am going to be doing short episodes all this month that are just kind of little snippets of conversations that I find myself having with my coaching clients over and over again, because they are so foundational to what most of us are struggling with. So this is a coaching month, July. Podcast episodes are all going to be just little coaching tips to kind of help you really think about your body in a whole new way this summer and hopefully for the rest of your life. So I hope you enjoy today's show. And hey, if there's a topic that you would love to hear covered on the show, send me an email or leave me a voice message. Just go to compareto.me slash podcast and you'll find out all the information on how to do that. Also, don't forget our Patreon community is open. We're meeting once a month. It's a great way to just find encouragement on a regular monthly basis for your body image issues. So check that out. Oh, you can go to compareto.me slash podcast and look for the Patreon information or go to patreon.com slash compareto. Here's today's show. Welcome to Compare to Who, the podcast to help you make peace with your body so you can savor God's rest and feel his love. If you're tired of fighting body image the world's way, Compare to Who is the show for you. You've likely heard lots of talk about loving your body, but my goal is different. Striving to fall in love with stretch marks and cellulite is a little silly to me. Instead, I want to encourage you and remind you with the truth of scripture that you are seen, you are known, and you are loved no matter what your size or shape. Here the pressure is off. If you're looking for real talk, biblical encouragement, and regular reminders that God loves you and you're not alone, you've come to the right place. I hope you enjoy today's show and hey, tell a friend about it. So today's coaching tip, we are going to talk about black and white or all or nothing thinking. Now, I did an episode on this topic, I believe it was about a year ago, with a woman named Shauna Scaife. And she was super helpful in terms of just talking about how black and white or all or nothing thinking can get us into trouble or can keep us from accomplishing things um, and lo- lots of different uh angles she took on that topic. But what I find happens a lot when I'm coaching clients, and maybe you can resonate with this. Okay, maybe you're going to be like, oh, Heather, you're totally talking to me, is they hear the message that body image and beauty may be an idol. These things may be something that they're worshiping instead of Jesus or something that they're looking to, to save them or to give them peace and rest and joy instead of Jesus. And their response is, 
okay, well then what am I supposed to do? Then I guess I'm just supposed to sit on the couch and eat Cheetos for the rest of my life. Like, so I'm not supposed to care. I'm just not supposed to care. And I totally get it, right? Because it's so hard to figure out how you are supposed to proceed if something like this has been shown to you, right? So I'll just, I'll kind of walk it through how it would go with a client. So I'm talking to a client and she's maybe telling me about how she has to weigh herself every single day. Um, or we're talking about how there's no way she could give up her food rolls. And she's, you know, maybe very afraid of her weight changing. She's very afraid to give up exercise because that's connected to her weight and her body image. And she's, there's a lot of fear in all of these arenas, right? And so we start to identify that this idol has some control. And if this is brand new to you, friend, if you've never heard me talk about like the body image idol, then go back, go back. There's a couple episodes in season one where I talk about this, but go back and just like search for episodes where I talk about this idol, because it's not going to make any sense to you unless you have some sort of foundation for what I'm talking about here. But so we go through... And I, I hear all of her, her concerns and her frustration and her stuckness. And we kind of come to realize exactly what this idol looks like in her life and what this idol is doing to her life. And so she comes to the point where she's like, okay, I see the idol. I'm ready to turn from the idol. But it feels like turning from the idol means I can't exercise anymore. I don't weigh myself anymore. I don't go on diets anymore. I don't follow food rules anymore. And it feels very black or white. It feels like it's idle or nothing. We're either going towards body change goals or we are driving our body into the grave with other habits, right? It's so tricky. But I think the fascinating thing to recognize is if you ever find yourself in a spot like that where it feels so very all or nothing, Oh, friend, that is a huge red flag that there is some idolatry there. Okay? Like if you feel like it's your job is all or nothing, you can't have a healthy relationship with work where there's boundaries and you just, you know, do what's required of you and work with excellence, but you can't like just work 24-7 all the time to the detriment of everything else in your life. If you are in that spot with work, well, then work has probably become an idol. Or maybe it's like with your kids, like no one else can watch your kids because they won't do it right. Maybe even your husband can watch your kids because he won't do it right. Oh, I know. I'm sorry. That hurt someone. Um, I've been there. It's like, oh, I can't even go to Target for two hours without something happening. Uh, that might have been the time when I got home from Target after two hours and found the children's Tylenol poured all over my daughter's floor, which was actually a good thing because then I knew she hadn't drunk it. But still, ah, not my best parenting moment, mothering moment, actually not my best wife moment is what I should say. Uh, but if you feel like you have to do it or it won't be done right, or it's all or nothing in any area of your life, there may be an idle struggle there. So what's the answer? I think the answer is reframing the way you are talking to yourself. 
Okay. So the choice isn't between caring about your body and your weight or not caring about your body and your weight. The challenge is really how do I care about these things rightly? How do I address these things in my life in a way that honors God and keeps God first without putting these things in that position of honor, which is really what idolatry is. And and what happens too often is these are burdens in our lives, right? (laughs) Like these are, if you probably would not be listening to this show, if body image wasn't at least some sort of burden to you in some way, maybe it's around your food, maybe it's around your size, maybe it's around your skin, your age, whatever, but there's a good chance you're listening to this because you feel to some degree that there's some sort of bag on your back of burden Ugh, I've got to worry about this part of me. I wish I didn't have to worry about this part of me. And so then the black and white thinking comes in. It's like, okay, you don't have to worry about that anymore. And we hear that in, I don't know, maybe like cultural terms. Like it's maybe we're playing a semantics game with ourselves. Like I don't have to worry about that anymore means I don't have to care about that anymore. And maybe we're playing a bit of a semantics game here. Because yes, it's true, you don't have to care about it any more than you have to care about it. Oh, how's that for messy for you? But follow me here, right? Jesus clearly commands us in the New Testament not to worry. So I feel like when I encourage someone not to worry about their body, I'm telling them exactly what the New Testament says. Matthew 6, 25. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink or about your body. What you will wear is not life more than food and the body more than clothes. So it's a clear command from scripture that we're not supposed to worry about our bodies or our food or all these things that we do worry about. But hear me when I say that not worrying about them is not the same as not caring in the sense of mistreating or abusing or ignoring them, okay? We are supposed to not worry about our bodies. Why? Well, let me go on. Luke 12, 26, look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or gather into barns. And yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Who of you by worrying can add a single hour to his life? And then it goes on to talk about clothing. And then 31 says, therefore, do not worry saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles strive after all these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them, but seek First, the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Today has enough trouble of its own. In other words, my friends, we're not supposed to not worry because we don't have to care anymore and can just, like I said, just sit on the couch and eat Cheetos. No, we're not supposed to worry because we're supposed to know that God as our first priority, that God as our treasure, that God's kingdom as the kingdom we are pursuing, that if that is first, then we don't have to obsess over all these other things. We can trust God to care for us. Ultimately, my friend, 
my ability to control my own health is very limited. Now, that's a hard thing to believe in our culture that has taught us that if you just do all the right wellness things, then you'll never have a struggle with your health. But that's not reality. At my thinnest weight, at my quote unquote healthiest from the outside, in terms of looking skinny and being fit, that's when I started to have adrenal issues and thyroid issues. Ah, it's hard, my friends, because we don't have total control. But the danger of black and white thinking is thinking I'm going from on a diet to off a diet, right? This is what diet culture has trained us in. You're either on the diet or you're off the diet. You're on the plan or you're off the plan, right? But that's not what God is instructing us with. God is instructing us in a different way. He's not saying on the plan or off the plan. He's saying off your plan and on to his plan. What does it look like to seek first the kingdom of God? And then all these things will be added unto you. What does it look like to actually keep that first? We'll talk more about that right after this break. Hey friend, are you sick and tired of stressing over your body? Are you to the point where you are ready to do something? Okay, you've tried all the diets, you've tried all the wellness programs, you've tried all the exercise programs, and you still aren't comfortable in your own skin. My friend, we need to work together. Now, let me be clear, this isn't a magic pill you're going to take. It's not another diet. But in my group coaching sessions, I try to put you on a path to freedom that you can continue to walk for the rest of your life. We have such a great time in group coaching. I bring women together and hopefully in a lot of cases, they've been able to stay friends after the group sessions are over. So you leave group coaching, not with just with a renewed sense of who you are in Christ and how to overcome your body image issues, but also with friends to walk along beside you as you continue to walk this path going forward. I hope you'll consider group coaching. If you want to know more, go to comparedo.me and go to the coaching tab and you can find out all about it. Sessions start in September, so sign up soon. I know it's going to fill up. So head on over to comparedo.me, look for the coaching tab and sign up today. I'm excited for the chance to work with you. So this is such an important message about not worrying that it's not just in Matthew. It's also in Luke. Luke 12, 22 says, then Jesus said to his disciples, therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or about your body, what you will wear for life is more than food and the body more than clothes. Consider the ravens. They do not sow or reap. They have no storeroom or barn yet. God feeds them. And how much more valuable are you than the birds? Who of you? 
you by worrying can add a single hour to your life. Wow, kind of feels like maybe that connects to worrying about what am I going to eat because it might affect my health in some crazy way. And oh no, what should I do? Right? And, And so the principle here, again, is not to worry, is to put first things first is that obsessing and stressing doesn't add an hour to your life, right? And so my friend, if you have been obsessing and stressing over your food rules, over the amount of exercise you're getting and writing it off to, well, I have to do this for my health. I don't want to be unhealthy someday. This is just being a good steward of my body. I would say, go read Luke 12 and Matthew 6 and ask yourself again, what really are you doing it for? Like, why can't you trust God to be your divine dietitian? Why can't you trust the Holy Spirit within you to lead you and guide you in these areas, putting his kingdom first and then letting your other priorities around health and body fall into place naturally? So another illustration that I like to use, and I may do a whole show on this, but I'm just going to briefly go there for a second. The illustration that I like to use best in this arena is the illustration of money. Okay. So it's clear through scripture that we're not supposed to obsess over money. We're not supposed to be greedy. And maybe that word applies to beauty too. Like I've got to be greedy and keep my beauty. I don't know. That may resonate with someone out there. But there's such a big connection with being a good steward of your money, like being a good steward of your body. Now, being a good steward of money, we know clearly in scripture, means you don't love money. But not loving money doesn't mean you don't earn money or make money or invest money or save money. Scripture's clear that we can do all those things and we should do all those things, right? But God's ultimate hope is that we would use our money to glorify him, that we ultimately don't stress out of our money because we know we can trust God to provide for us. Now, what's interesting is I think a lot of us that struggle with body image issues, we may struggle more with body image issues than we struggle with money. Now, money may be a struggle for you too, but here is is just for me, practically, this is what happens for me. If we are running out of money or we have a bill that doesn't look like it's going to be able to be paid, I can very wholeheartedly trust God to provide for that. Like, yep, God, I know you're going to provide. I trust you with our finances. I trust you to provide in that area. Woo! But when it comes to, okay, God, I'm wearing more weight than I'm used to. I don't know if I can trust you to help me feel accepted and approved of by other people. Now, that's a weird thing to say, isn't it? But it's almost, I mean, that, that's really what's underneath the surface. Maybe a better way to say it is, God, I don't know if I can trust you to be enough for me if other people don't look at me the way they used to look at me. If other people don't admire me the way they used to admire me for my thin body. If other people aren't asking me for my fitness tips or health advice, can I trust you to still be big enough for me to, is your approval enough for me to live on? Or is the approval of these other people, the oxygen that I really seek and desire. And so going back to how money and beauty relate, right? I think you can take care of your body. I think you can go get your hair done. If you don't like grays, if you do like grays, awesome for you. You're saving yourself a whole lot of time and money. (laughs) Uh, I, I think you can go to the gym, 
I think you can enjoy eating healthy foods, but that's not the same as obsessing over only eating healthy foods and then going off the diet (laughs) when you really, really, really want some chocolate. The difference may sound subtle. It may sound slight to you. It may even sound like semantics, but here's the real crux of the difference, friend. The crux of the difference is grace, right? When everything is about the beauty or the body, then it's all black and white. It's your good if you had a good eating day or good exercise day or you're having a good body day. And you're bad if you didn't do any of those things. And friends, the life of grace is not that black and white, right? Because the life of grace is that, oh my goodness, there's going to be a whole lot of days that you mess up. But the good news is, thanks to what Jesus did for you on the cross, you can turn, you can repent. You say, oh, I really blew it this morning. Oh God, I was so focused on my body. All I was thinking about was me and what other people thought of me and how I looked. And I was obsessing over that. I was angry with my children because I was obsessing over myself and what I looked like. Oh God, forgive me. And you can turn and you can go back to the path. Black and white thinking, all or nothing thinking, the good or the bad, the all good or all bad, maybe is another way to think about it, is not the way grace operates. And if we get stuck in all or nothing thinking, too often we get stuck in a, in a pattern of believing that we really don't need grace, that somehow we have the willpower, the self-control, and that word is so used out of context here because that's not what self-control is about, but that we have the strength, the, the oomph to power through and do it ourselves and prove that we're good enough. And that's not what grace is about at all. Grace is about recognizing, no, the work has been done. And because the work has been done, I can just live and I can trust that if God loved me enough to send his son to die for me so I could spend eternity with him, then God loves me enough to guide me and direct me as to how to best take care of my health. God loves me enough to shepherd me in how I should care for my body rightly according to his priorities. God loves me enough to show me when I've made my body image an idol that I'm serving and trusting in more than I'm trusting in Jesus. Friends, black and white thinking never serves us well. Going either 100 miles per hour or zero is not the right answer. The right answer is walking steadily the life of grace, but not walking on in our own strength, not walking by ourselves, but knowing that Jesus is right there beside us. And he's there when it gets really hard and really awkward. And when you really just want to go back to your rules and your plan and all of those gods that told you if you could just do everything the way they tell you to do, then you'll be free. Then you'll be happy. Then you'll have joy. Jesus is right there beside us to be like, oh no, my dear, you know, that never worked for you before. So your coaching action step for today is, do you have black and white, all or nothing thinking? 
so many of the women I work with are like, I'm either all on the diet or I'm all off the diet. I'm either all into exercise or I'm all out of exercise. And and that affects so much, right? Like we aren't practicing healthy habits when we are off the diet, right? And, and there's physiological things there too, right? Because if you've been starving yourself, then your body's going to make you eat. And that's a good thing. That's what your body does to keep you alive. But just thinking about all or nothing as it relates to exercise, right? Are you the, I can't go work out unless I can get in the full like half hour? Like that's, that's not necessarily the healthiest thing, my friend. What if after 10 minutes, your body truly is tired? Like, wouldn't it be better to listen to your body and rest or come back to it later after resting versus forcing yourself to go through it. Now, I know some of you are like marine tough, like, no, you must power on. You tell the body what it needs and what it wants, right? But, oh, I don't know. I think being mean to our body hasn't gotten us very far. In fact, I think being mean to our bodies has gotten most of us into a lot of trouble, right? So what would it look like if you don't have 30 minutes to just go out and do a five-minute walk and enjoy the movement and lose the all or nothing thinking. Be like, okay, I took a five minute walk. That was all I could do today, but it was something. That is so much healthier, my friend, than the all or nothing. I can't get the whole workout in. I can't close my fitness loop for the day, so I'm not going to do anything at all. Right. And the same with the on the diet, off the diet. That's why diets are so damaging. Right. And in fact, the research shows that you are going to live longer if you don't do the up again, down again, up again, down again thing with your weight. Your actual end weight at your death date doesn't have as much to do with your health or when you die. You are more likely to live longer if you don't weight cycle. And why do we wait cycle? Because we diet, right? We restrict and binge and restrict and binge and restrict and binge. Wouldn't it be better to just do things in moderation? I almost hate to say that because that sounds like such a cop-out answer for so long. But what if we just had a little when we want it or have as much as we want when we want it? Quite frankly, that would be the intuitive eating principle. What would that look like in your life? to live a life where you are not a slave to the rules, to the all or nothing, but you can listen to the Holy Spirit guide and direct you in healthy habits. That's what I want you to think about for today. That's your coaching tip of the day. First one for July. I hope you'll join us all month for this series on the Compared to Who show. If the show touched you, drop me a note, heather at compared to who.me. Thanks for listening. I hope something today helps you stop comparing and start living. Bye-bye. Hey there, before you go, if something from today's show blessed you, may I ask a huge favor, leave a review on your favorite platform. Seeing your five-star reviews is a huge encouragement to me. Not sure how to do it? You can go to compare to who.me slash podcast, scroll to the bottom, and you'll find all the information. And while you're at compare to who.me, check out some of the more than 500 articles on there about body image, comparison, all the things you're thinking about. Plus, you can find out more about my books, or you can grab a time for a free 10-minute call to see if coaching 
is right for you. I'm so honored to be a part of your journey out of body image and comparison frustration. And I can't wait to hear how God is working to set you free. Hey friend, would you check out the date on that episode you just listened to? Yeah, it's been a minute. Listening to old podcasts is almost like reading my diary from several years ago. In some cases, it's even a little embarrassing. So instead of listening straight through season by season, can I encourage you to skip ahead? I release brand new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. And if you're not sure where to start, you can go to improvebodyimage.com, find the Start Here button, and I've got several episodes listed and categorized so you can find the topics that are of most interest to you. Your time is valuable, so skip straight to the good stuff. I'm glad you're here. Thanks for letting me be a part of your body image and food freedom journey. This is Perseus Poku, host of the Sound Reasoning Ministry podcast. Learn how to share and defend your faith by listening to us weekly. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.